everyone. Welcome to the show. So Donald Trump is losing it. He is losing it big time. He was just asked by a reporter how he plans to pay for all of the judgments against him. Here's what he told the reporter. Um, do you plan to try to use campaign funds or tax money to try to pay some of the penalties in uh, New York defamation and fraud cases? I don't understand what. Are, are you thinking of potentially trying to use campaign money to pay some of those penalties that you, that you might incur? What penalties? In the New York fraud case, the defamation case. I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, that's been proven as far as I'm concerned. And actually, we won in the Court of Appeals. You probably saw that. That case has been largely won in the Court of Appeals. Uh, that was a political case coordinated with the White House by the Attorney General, I assume is what you're talking about. And we won that case largely in the Court of Appeals. That's a ridiculous case. Judgments? What judgments? I'm not guilty. You're the one who's guilty. He's, he's freaking Nathan Thurm from SCTV. I just had to wonder, like, did his attorneys fail to inform him that he was found liable in both cases? And here's the thing. We don't know with Trump, right? We don't know if he's saying these things because he just wants to give some sound bites to Fox so that they can play these for their, you know, their uninformed audience. He can trick them. You know, or is he having another Dementia Dawn moment? And he really doesn't remember that he already lost both cases. It's like, maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's syphilis. I mean, we don't know. He, we know he has a vested interest in keeping the electorate in the dark about his losses because it could really cost him his freedom. If too many voters catch on to the fact that he's already losing, that he's already lost, he's already been found liable of fraud, he's already been found liable of sexual abuse or rape, as one judge said, you know, we know for a fact because there's new polling that came out recently. It was a morning consult poll in conjunction with Bloomberg, which is, you know, not exactly a, a left-weaning rag. And so it shows that in key swing states, 53% of voters will not vote for Trump if he's convicted of a crime. And then that number jumps to 55%, they said, if he's sentenced to prison. I mean, first of all, who the hell are these 45% of voters who would still vote for an imprisoned criminal? That says so much about them, doesn't it? Law, law and order party, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to wonder, do these people not realize he's already essentially been convicted of two crimes? These were civil cases, but a jury did find him liable in the E. Jean Carroll case. Are they not aware of that fact? I mean, I, I think that's a very real possibility we have to consider because I personally know someone who had no idea that he was just ordered to pay her over $83 million. Had not heard that at all. Last week, I spoke with another person who loathes Trump, someone who tries to stay up on current events, and even he didn't know that Trump had been found liable of sexual abuse. So this news is not breaking through. Now, what is breaking through is kind of scary. There is a new lie that Trump's attempted coup case has been dropped, that the trial is just done. It, they found no merit. They, Trump is good. 
he's he's innocent. He's been proven innocent. The truth is the the trial was scheduled, you guys might recall, it was supposed to begin March 4th. The court has now removed it from their docket because we're still waiting on an appeals court, the DC appeals court to rule on Trump's absurd argument that he has presidential immunity. So the court obviously believes we're not going to hit that March 4th date. So it needs to be rescheduled. Trump supporters, though, are all over Twitter today claiming that the case has been canceled. Oh, yeah, Trump is Trump is good. <laughs> they, they realized they had no case. They had no evidence. It's over. <laughs> and then not only that, they're conflating Trump's coup case with the Mar-a-Lago classified documents case. So they have no clue what they're talking about, none whatsoever. They have no idea how much trouble he's in. They all think, they think it's all the same thing. It's all one big case. <laughs> now, Trump knows the truth and people close to him apparently spoke with Axios news outlet and they admitted that Trump is worried. They said in private, he's freaking out. One of them said that even though he's trying to pretend like these cases are good for his candidacy and, oh, it's, you know, this only makes me stronger. In private, they said, if he really thought it was a good thing, he wouldn't be so unhinged. These sources also conceded that Trump will most likely be convicted in the D.C. coup case, but he thinks that he can still win the election by turning the court proceedings into a shit show. So that's his whole strategy, because he thinks he's going to lose, which would put him in prison potentially. And that is the case that I have said is most likely to to hit him before the election because of who the judge is, Judge Tanya Chetkin. Also, because it's a D.C. jury, they're not going to be that favorable to him. Um, so we'll see what happens. But speaking of courtroom shit shows, Alina Haba is on her way to the wood chipper. Trump finally realized she's not that good at this legal stuff, only took $83.3 million plus the $5 million. But anyway, in a post on his failing social media site, Liar Social, Trump wrote in part, quote, I am in the process, along with my team, of interviewing various law firms to represent me in an appeal. And then he went on to spew the same old BS out of his pie hole, you know, the witch hunt, radical Dems, I was denied due process, yada, 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 you guys know the drill. Um, He's the biggest victim in the world. Have you noticed that? And it's unreal. His supporters think of him as this strong, tough guy. Who does so much whining? If you're so strong and tough, why are you whining all the time? Anyway, I guess Haba is now going to go back to her old gig, you know, parking garage lawsuits, suing people for parking in reserve spots, <laughs> that kind of really heavy hitter stuff. As for Trump's appeal, he would have to put the entire $83.3 million plus 9% interest into basically an escrow account. So that has to sit there while he's appealing this. So we have to see if he can come up with that much cash or if he can get a surety bond to cover the judgment. I also have another little bit of news that's related to Trump's attempted coup case. The Washington Post says that metal fencing or even possibly non-scalable fencing could be erected around the DC courthouse as early as February. So this is of course an anticipation 
of Trump's trial. So obviously, they still think that it's going to happen pretty soon if they're talking about fencing. And then officials, they said, are also considering other safety measures very similar to what we saw in Georgia in the lead up to his indictment there, you know, shutting down streets, limiting sidewalk access. Um, in regard to the New York fraud trial, Trump could be in even more trouble than we previously knew. And before I jump into that, I just want to say we were expecting a judgment this week. We were expecting the judge to, to explain and, and come down with a decision on how much Trump owes. What appears to be holding it up is there's news that Alan Weisselberg, the Trump Organization CFO, former CFO, he is in talks for a plea agreement. So you might remember he already did some time in the big house. He already went to prison for Trump, for, you know, games that he played, would not tr turn on Trump, would not give up the goods. So he is now facing an, a huge penalty on top of the penalty that he was already hit with, which we now know, you know, the Trump organization covered and pretended like it was his severance. But anyway, he is now facing some real money that Trump is not going to be able to cover for him. And so he is apparently in talks with the New York Attorney General to see if they can come to an agreement. So that's what's holding up the, the judge's decision, it appears. So here's what's new. Here's what's going down. The court-appointed monitor, you might remember he has this babysitter looking over their shoulders, making sure that they're not trying to hide money while this whole case is, is going down. So the court monitor notified the judge that the Trumps may have evaded taxes on $48 million in income. The monitor, which is Barbara Jones, she told the court she can't find any evidence to back up Trump's claim that he owes one of his companies $48 million. Jones wrote in a report to the court, quote, when I inquired about this loan, I was informed that there are no loan agreements that memorialize the loan but that it was a loan that was believed to be between Donald J. Trump individually and Chicago unit acquisition for $48 million. However, in recent discussions with the Trump organization, it indicated that it has determined that this loan never existed. And thus, that would be that it would be removed from any upcoming form submitted to the Office of Government Ethics and would also be removed from subsequent versions of corporate financial statements. So Alan Garten is the chief legal counsel for the Trump Organization. He told the Daily Beast that the court monitor is incorrect. Garten claims that the Chicago Unit Acquisition LLC, this is the company that they say um, that Trump owes the money to, that that LLC actually owes money to Trump and not the other way around. So he's saying it's the opposite. But all of Trump's financial disclosures say the opposite of what he is saying. And Trump has repeatedly listed this as a debt that he personally owes. And in a 2016 New York Times interview, Trump talked about this loan and he says that he pays interest on this loan to himself. And the Daily Beast points out, this Chicago unit acquisition LLC is 100% owned by Trump. It also has no value whatsoever, which Trump also admitted in that New York Times interview. So how 
Would they loan him the money, first of all, and why would this worthless company loan him money? So tax experts told the Daily Beast the most likely explanation is that Trump was trying to evade paying taxes on that money. And the $48 million loan appears to be fabricated, but it's based on a real loan that Trump took out on a Florida property. Following the 2008 financial collapse, Trump renegotiated a $100 million loan with a lender called Fortress. So people were doing this all the time, right? People were doing short sales. They were renegotiating their loans because the market had just crashed. Well, in 2012, Fortress said, okay, we will cancel $48 million of that $100 million that we lent you. That $48 million then would have qualified as taxable income since that part of the loan was forgiven. But tax experts told the Daily Beast, it looks like Trump, what he tried to do is pull a fast one. He tried to make it look like the debt wasn't actually canceled. He may have tried to make it look as though he purchased the debt or that mortgage from Fortress, making himself the lender. That's actually what he claimed in the New York Times interview because they asked him about this so-called debt and Trump said in the interview, quote, I have the mortgage. That is all there is. Very simple. I am the bank. So Trump's business that supposedly bought this debt from the bank has and never had any assets. It had no money with which to allegedly purchase this debt. He has admitted that. So and Trump isn't making payments on this so-called debt either. And the debt is debt, quote unquote, is most likely, you know, a fig Newton of his imagination, as a friend of mine used to say. And he's using this fig Newton of his imagination to avoid paying taxes on the money because the loan was forgiven by a real lender. So, you know, sounds like a typical Trump scam. And if anybody during the 2008 collapse went through this, you know, if you got a portion of your loan written off by the lender, they then sent you most likely like a 1099R or, you know, 1099M or, or whatever uh, for miscellaneous income. You actually had to pay taxes on that money that was forgiven because you have the asset but you didn't have to pay it all off. So anyway, that's where it stands and he could be in a lot more trouble. So it's possible that Judge Angeron is also considering this new evidence as well as the uh, Alan Weisselberg plea deal. So I will let you know when I hear more. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Please donate if possible. Love you guys. Take care. Talk with you soon.